This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. My friend, thank you for letting us be a part of this awesome time every week with World Ministries International. Shouts out to all the people at WMI. And with that, would you like to open this program up in prayer? The mic is yours. Father God, thank you for this day, and we do wish Omega Man Radio a happy birthday, dear Lord, for everything they're doing around the world, and it's truly a testament of your glory and a servant, dear God, that's willing to speak. So we thank you. Continue to bless them and continue to use them more and more in powerful ways and continue to protect what they're doing so the enemy doesn't close it down. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Tonight I've got a special program for you. I spoke at a revival Sunday night just a few nights ago in Kirkland, Washington. The theme was basically Isaiah 52.1, Awake, awake, clothe yourself with strength. Going into, again, Israel and Jerusalem, going into what we all need to be doing as the bride of Christ. In a minute, we're going to hear where they started recording. I'll give a brief testimony that I shared, which they did not record, they only record half of it. I had mentioned that I lost my first wife. She was with the Lord. And at my age, I told the Lord, I have a worldwide ministry. I just can't make a mistake. Different people in Kenya had asked me to look at this lady named Adalia. You need to look at her. I kept telling them, both my Bible school director and my representative over there, yes, she's a good lady, but she's too young. They both insisted, you need to look at her anyway. Well, I didn't think too much of that. I did not know that she had three different prophets over 10 years tell her who you would marry. You're going to marry an older man, a white man, a worldwide ministry. When he asks you to work for him in America, that is the man. Okay, I got three pages of different people calling me up and telling me myself who I would marry. A young woman, a black woman, and three different pages. In fact, I was in two different states, and the intercessors of that state told me the same thing when I showed him my staff, Kenya, they picked out the same person. Well, fast forward it because I want to get to tonight. I was speaking in Malaysia and the Lord said, send a message to Adalia that uh, you're at the crossroads of your life. If you pick the wrong road, you'll never see your destiny. So I sent it by messenger. A few minutes later, she wrote back, thank you, I know what that means. Well, she had been getting impatient. It was 10 years. She'd watched her girlfriends get married and have children, and now she's getting a little impatient. She had two men that wanted to marry her. She gets the word and turns them down. A few minutes later, the Lord says, ask her if you want to work for me directly in America. So I did. She said, yes. Now, she told me later, after we married, that I knew you were the man. 
Now, she didn't want to say that at the moment, Shannon, because she said she didn't want to scare me off. <laughs> the handwriting was basically on the wall. Without a doubt, in either our minds, that this is the Lord. I didn't need to take her on dates. I mean, I knew this was the Lord. She knew. And that's the only reason we're married today. And now we come to uh, now. She knew she was supposed to have a baby. And so after we had been married for eight or nine months, she said, I want to have a baby. I have four daughters. One is 43. The other two are 40. One's 28. 13 grandchildren. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, do I want to do this again? I said, are you sure? Yes, God told me I'm going to have a boy. I said, okay. The next month she's pregnant. Now in the middle of the pregnancy, she starts to bleed. She has to go to bed and has tumors in the uterus. And one medical person said, you know, we might have to do a hysterectomy. Every year I go to Jerusalem. Every year I meet in the Knesset, every single year. And um, I'm praying with somebody in Jerusalem. I'm in Stanwood. And during that intercession of prayer, as we're praying over her, the Lord reveals a curse from Kenya is coming against her from a witch. Oh, Jesus. Are you there? Yeah. I mean, there's real witches. Do you know that? Yeah. 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 There are real witches. If she goes into her history, you're going to be shocked. There are witches. So they put a curse against her. We intercede and break the curse. Amen. I walk into the house. I look at her and said, the curse is broken. You're healed. Amen. That night, an angel comes in, looks at us, leaves. The next night, the same angel comes in. Only this time, he has a rod, blue and white. He takes the rod, points it at her, blue and white. Now, that's the color of heaven. It's the color of Israel, the color of Hanukkah points it at her, blue and white lightning comes out of it, hits her in the chest, lifts her up, drops her, tumor's gone. Yeah. Uh -huh. Hallelujah! 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 Can you say it? That's the God I serve! Yeah. Amen. 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 The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob! Amen. Amen. Bishop, I feel like Abraham! Amen! Amen! Amen. Yeah, I got little Isaac out there. Amen. I feel pretty young, you know. Yes. Amen. I'm not going to tell you my age. Amen. You probably know it, but anyway. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm starting again. Praise the Lord. Amen. The little boy has a destiny. I'll tell you, I believe the Holy Spirit touched him with that lightning yes. hits and he's yeah. different than any, any child I've ever met. Yes. I speak in the World Holy Spirit Conference every year in Korea. We're there from 9 in the morning till 11 at night, and I tell you, it's amazing how he behaves. I want to get quickly into a little bit of this tonight. Now listen carefully. Do you want to hear what happened in the Parliament of Rwanda? Yeah. You want to hear that? Yes. Yeah. You really want to hear it? Yes. Have the bishop invite me back. <laughs> it's powerful. That led to an invitation to go see President Trump. That is powerful what happened in Rwanda. God gave a word. It was pretty strong. They obeyed it. The fighting stopped. I'll tell you the details another time. Let's look at eagle saving nations a little bit. I want to talk a little bit on it. The Bible is very clear that in the last days, perilous times will come. 2 Timothy 3, 1. For men will be lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 4. Jesus asked the question, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Luke 18, 8. 
Today, like never before in the history of the United States of America, as well as every nation, Jesus Christ is being maligned, ridiculed, and made obsolete. This is what's going on. They're trying to take God out of America. Yes. What do you think LGBT is for? That's right. They're trying to take God out of America. I don't know how we ever got a CIA director who was a pure communist, John Brennan, under Obama. Well, I do know, but I don't want to go into that corruption. Right. A CIA director of communists. I could go into the corruption that's going on in this nation, and it is shocking. He made a comment after the fraudulent election, and there was so much crime in it, that 75 million people who voted for Trump need to be rehabilitated. He said this on CNN and MSNBC. And he said 20 million cannot be rehabilitated, and we have to kill them. I've got the transcripts. He's talking about Christians. Now, if I continue to share, you'd be shocked what's going on in America today. A politician is not going to save America. Only the church can save America. Right. Can you say amen? amen? If the church will get back to reality, yeah. we can't be prejudiced. That's right. You can see I'm not prejudiced. Amen. I got a little boy out there that's white and black. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. We cannot be prejudiced. No, we can't. There is a direct attack on Judeo-Christian morality, values, and beliefs as atheists, agnostics, Marxist, communist, socialist, the New Age theology, the New World Order, the United Nations, the European Union, the Club of Rome, the Council on Foreign Affairs, the Bilderbergers, the Committee of 300, the Trilateral Committee, Bohemian Grove, the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, the Grand Orient Lodge, the Order of Skull and Bones, the World Economic Forum, the G20, the PT Lodge, I could go on and on. All are working toward destroying the morality established in the Bible and controlling the nations. We've got to understand that America is under attack. Yes, I hope we have free elections in November. The people I'm talking about are concerned whether we have free elections coming up. My background, again, is law enforcement. Everything I do, I do with evidence. I've never been sued. Just look at my website, radio and television, what I put out there. YouTube, censorship, they yanked my whole channel off. Thousands of programs. You know, they're supposed to have three strikes and you're out with an appeal. They didn't honor that with me. They said, oh, there's COVID, no appeal. But I was exposing COVID, I was exposing the corruption, everything. I'm on YouTube again under Jonathan Hansen Ministries, but I don't do anything serious on there. I just speak a sermon without getting into what's going on. But if you want my uncensored messages and interviews with members of the house and attorneys and others, look at my website daily. You'll be shocked what we expose going on in America today. The Bible says truth takes away deception, prayer brings conviction. We are supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to rule. We're supposed to reign. We're supposed to occupy. Jesus isn't coming out of heaven to save you no matter how much you pray. All right. Come on, that's All right. the Bible, that's scripture. You can pray, he's not coming out to save you. We are going to save ourselves through the Holy Spirit by being his ambassadors. All right. All right. I travel the nations and millions and millions of Christians have been slaughtered. My grandparents, the first missionaries in China, my uncle shot and killed in the head. Millions of Christians have been slaughtered and Jesus didn't come back and save them. Now, do I believe Jesus can save you? Sure, I do. But I also understand my Bible very, very well. That's why I have three doctorates in it. Ministry, Divinity, and Theology. And I use it like I do when I would convict you in court with evidence. And I can't fool myself, make something that's not there. We have a responsibility to make disciples. 
We have a responsibility to rule and reign. We have a responsibility to put the righteous in power so evil men don't rule. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Amen. I hope you're there because if you don't know your responsibility, we're losing America. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus comes back at the Battle of Armageddon. The time of the church age is over. We don't have to make disciples anymore. We don't have to occupy, to rule, to reign. That is our job right now. At the Battle of Armageddon, he comes, he removes evil governments, he puts in righteous leaders, and he rules with an iron fist. But right now, the church is supposed to be ruling. We're yes. supposed to be occupying. We're supposed yes. to be making disciples. Yes. We're supposed to be putting in righteous leaders. Right. We're supposed to be doing it. Yes. We're supposed to go tarry. Are you there? Yes. We're supposed to go tarry until we're endued with his power and authority okay. so we're not operating in fear and intimidation. Okay. People are afraid to open their mouth. Oh, I can resist the Antichrist. You can't even open your mouth against LGBT. Amen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can sure resist the Antichrist and you can't come against a gay person. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say, you know, abortion is sin. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure you're going to come against the Antichrist. Only in your dreams. All right. Come on, let's not fool ourselves. Are we together? All right. That's right. We need to get back to reality. We need to get back to Pentecost. What the church has got to do if the church is going to save this nation. I just came back from a six-week, 25-state tour. Just returned. We had tremendous meetings because I believe in Pentecost. I believe in miracles. Well, One disabled lady came in, disabled. Legs scrawled all the way up. Frankly, Adalia did this. She commanded those legs for 10 minutes to straighten out. In 10 minutes, everybody is watching. His leg after leg is growing, 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 growing. Perfectly normal. Jesus. Threw away the crutches and the walker and everything else and walking around and praising God. Can you say amen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yes, is what yes, is supposed yes. to happen. That is what is supposed to happen. We're supposed to see the power of God move through you and me. Yes. yes. I've been watching and traveling with Pentecost and revival since 1985. Frankly, how I got out of law enforcement is, I won't go into the depths of this testimony, but I hated a man for five years. If you hate somebody, that's because you have too much pride. Mm. And pride will stop you from moving in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy yeah. Spirit can't move through you if you have too much unforgiveness and pride. You got to get out of the way. Yeah. It took me five years to get out of the way. And he had done horrible things against my first wife. So other than really submitted, sanctified, you're not going to forgive. You would kill him. And that's what I wanted to do. Not just put him in prison, but kill him. It took me five years to get to a point of saying, God, I'm a hypocrite. The president of the Fellowship of Christian Peace Offers. I'm a lay pastor in this large church of a thousand people. But I've hated this man. Father God, forgive me. Now, I did this and left a puddle of tears. God forgave me, but then he said, leave your gift at the altar and make it right. <laughs> now, faith is not going by feelings no. or emotions. Faith is obedience. obedience. That's right. Are we there? That's right. Faith is obedience. Yes, it is. I did not feel, even though I asked God to forgive me, to see this man again, especially to go over there and ask him to forgive me. But that's what I did. I already went through five years of misery. So I talked myself into obeying God. Get up, drive, get out, knock on the door. He opened the door. I said, I've hated you. Will you forgive me? Amen. And it broke. I went in front of the church. I said, some of you have called me pastor. You know, I've been a hypocrite. I've hated this man. I've asked him to forgive me. I've asked God to forgive me. I want you to forgive me. 
Now follow me as I follow Christ. Yes. Amen. I had my first dream. I saw myself traveling the nations. I saw myself meeting with these presidents that is in this and a lot more. I saw myself speaking in large venues. I saw apocalyptic events. I saw death lines. I saw the heart of Christ and it was broken. I said, God, why is your heart broken? He said, because most of my bride is in love with the world more than me. And I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. Are we there, Bishop? Amen. And I came out of that in a sweat and started resigning areas of responsibility. I was preaching in a large church, over a thousand. Two angels walk in. People saw them. The whole church was prostrate under the power of God, just laying like dead people. Six hours. When they left that night, I said, God, why did you send your angels? He said, my angels are always there. Normally, I don't open people's eyes to see them. And they were writing down what I was preaching. I said, what were they writing? They said, my angels are in every church where somebody is speaking behind the pulpit. And on judgment day, my two angels are going to stand up and read what the person has been speaking and either vindicate that man or woman of God or condemn him with his own words. Yes. Because the Bible says, don't add or subtract from the word of God, lest you be damned. And people have been twisting the word of God. Are you there? Pastors have been twisting the word of God to build their own business. One more testimony. I was in a large civic center. In 98, I was speaking in six out of seven days, six states. I'd go and speak three hours, minister three hours. My plane was three hours late, so I couldn't minister. And it was a big civic hall. And they told me, you have to ask the people to leave. Your time is up. And so I said, I'm sorry I can't minister tonight. But my plane is late. You have to go. They're telling me we have to get out. And somebody on the front row grabs me. Everybody is watching. Big hall. And said, prophet, I'm not going to let you go unless you give me a win. <laughs> He's used to these pedal prophets, you know. Mm-hmm. Exhortation, encouragement, comfort. They don't see anything, but they talk. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Now, I can't give you a word, a real word, unless God shows me. But it happened that God showed me. I said, are you sure you want the word, sir? Yes, I'm not going to let you go. Everyone's watching. I said, okay. This woman you're sitting next to, she's your wife. But you have two children by two other women, and you're not married to them. He let me go. He did not want a word from God anymore. He wanted to get out of there. And I said, no, 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 no. Get on your knees and repent to God. Repent to this whole congregation. Repent to your wife. And so your arrogancy, you thought you could fool God himself. And he started repenting. I'm sure his wife was shocked. Your husband had two other children. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. International bankers are making decisions that control nations. The Federal Reserve is not federal, has no reserves, and the central banks are actually a criminal syndicate to control mankind. Top leaders of nations are in bed with these criminal bankers that are against the people and are working to enslave their populations and murder anybody, including presidents of nations, who truly threaten them. Tribulation Watch newsletter, August 2020, state, quote, Some are calling the coronavirus a pandemic. Plan. Plan. The plan is to destroy the old world order and bring us all into the new world order. However, this new world order is nothing like the old freedom-loving Americans that they grew up in. No, the New World Order will be nothing less than pure communism. The New World Order will have total domination and control over all the masses of the world. This will be done through human microchipping and vaccines. Before he died, Hollywood director and documentarian filmmaker 
Aaron Russo openly discuss his relationship with Nicholas Rockefeller of the Rockefeller family. According to Russo, Nicholas Rockefeller personally told him the elite's ultimate goal was to create a microchip population. The goal is to get everybody chipped to control the whole society and have the bankers and the elite people control the world. Are you there? Yes. This is very serious what is going on. Now, I've never been vaccinated with this vaccine. And I have opened like you and said, if you got COVID, come and I'll lay hands on you and pray. Yeah. I just finished six weeks, 25 states, thousands of people. Mm -hmm. I don't have COVID. I believe there's a higher power. Yes, amen. Can you say amen? Amen. I believe in miracles. Yes. Amen. I've had people try to attack me and they freeze and can't move. I give warnings to somebody who threatened. If you don't repent, God can take the spirit right out of your mouth. And this person fell over dead. I will tell you, nobody can touch me unless God allows it. Right. Can you say amen? Right. No yeah. weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. I am not afraid of COVID. Oh. I'm not afraid of any disease. All right. My God can heal. Yeah, yeah. you can. Some years ago, I had tumors all the way down my lungs. Tumors. That's pretty serious. Some people have a right to be concerned. I wrote 15 pages of the promises of God. Amen. Amen. I evaluated my life. Yes. Yes. Evaluated. Made sure I was in every area right with God. My worship, my giving, everything. All right. I stood on those promises of God every month going in. They kept saying, there's the tumors. There's the tumors. They wanted to do something. There's the tumors. Three months into it. The surgeon said, I don't know what to tell you. I'm looking. I can't find your tumors anymore. Oh, hallelujah. 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 They disappeared right off my lungs. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know Terry. She's been my office manager since 1998. You didn't realize it. Two weeks ago, she was diagnosed with an aneurysm. And they wanted to go in for brain surgery. She came to service instead. We rebuked that aneurysm. Amen. Commanded it to dissipate. She yes. went in the next day for x-rays before they did the brain surgery. She called me up crying. They can't find it. No brain surgery. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No brain surgery. And she was crying and crying. I think you would cry too if you didn't need your head Amen. cut open. Yeah. Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. We're going to pray for you, Bishop. Amen. Yes, we you know, are. before I leave, but you are totally hopeless. Yes. Totally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Did you hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. Totally whole. Yes. Totally whole. Totally Ecclesiastes 3 1 says, understanding the times of change with a strategy for victory. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Uh-huh. Note. So time was created by God for a purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When that purpose is accomplished in that particular season. We must adjust ourselves to change with a new season. Yes. All yes. right. I believe the definition of insanity is continuing to live in a season that's already passed. Yes. 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 Right. It's like a farmer yes. planting seeds in the fall instead of the spring. Yes. The time for planting seed is long past, and it will die in the winter, and there will be no harvest as a season is passed. Yes. Yes. Psalm 31, 14 through 15. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. Yes. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Note, 
God declares that change is inevitable. Yeah. He has arranged a season and purpose for all things. The key to any change, any crisis, is to trust in God. Yes. No matter what the crisis is, God is on the throne. Yes. And no weapon formed against us will conquer All what right. God has ordained right. for us to accomplish for him. Yes. As long as we continue to trust in God. All right. Amen. 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 Trust is to rely on him for our direction and our victories. Yes. Yes. The appointed time, Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Oh, my God. As the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Yes, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham shall have a son at a hundred. Yeah. All right, now. I'm not a hundred, but I have a son. Amen. And I'm not in my twenties and thirties. Yeah. I'm about right, my seventies. Right. Yeah. I got a son. Yeah. Can you all say right. it Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's all right. And I will do the wedding of my yeah. son. Amen. And his son. Yeah. Can you say it yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> is anything to too hard Genesis 18 14 for the Lord at the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son yes. oh hallelujah yes. we didn't go with that hysterectomy we went into prayer God revealed the witch we cursed the witch's curse yes. Yes. the angel came the rod was spoke and, and, and lightning came out touched her lifted her up dropped her Tumor's gone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.